Welcome to another message from LifePoint Church, located at 400 South Abilene in Valley Center, Kansas. For more information on LifePoint Church, go to our website at lpcag.org. It is our prayer to invest in generations to influence community. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Steve Rains. Well, good morning. Good to see everybody this morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. 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 Um, just a special announcement. We're kind of some of you are like, no, we hey, that's we didn't do enough songs up front. We got to go back. I'm changing it up this morning, um, and we'll get there. Don't worry. But I wanted to. I just as during our prayer time this morning, I, I felt like um, the Lord just kind of uh, directed me to change it up a little bit. Um, but before we get into the message, I just want to um, make this announcement uh, that uh, you'll want to, um, if you're interested, on, on, uh, in two weeks from today, whatever that sun, last Sunday of uh, January, I think it's the 29th, if my memory serves me right, um, we are having a guest with us, um, uh, Derek Schmidley and his wife Katie, our, our itinerating missionaries, are going to be going to Thailand um, uh, to, to become missionaries there. On a, uh, the Assemblies of God has created a new, new avenue for missionaries, and so he's um, going there simply um, as uh, really to work. He's a, a financial investor in Springfield, um, and uh, he's a special guy to, to Robin and I, um, and I'll share a little bit, a little bit more about his story and Robin's story um, uh, uh, later in the message. But Derek um, was in our youth group, and we were youth pastors, like just two years ago. It just seems like two years ago. Um, but when we were youth pastors down in Missouri, Derek and his family were in our church, and um, Derek is just like... Um, I, I, I don't know if you remember when you were a young dad and you like would look around and you would see students and stuff or teenagers like, man, I hope my kid is like him because uh, Derek just was this incredible young man, really sharp, um, super smart, a good athlete, a good musician, um, didn't like girls, so he was like really wise, you know, um, and uh, didn't get distracted by all that stuff, and, uh, um, but uh, uh, just super guy, and um, uh, just passionately followed Jesus. Well, God has brought him and his family to this place of stepping out to uh, go to Thailand, which is a, a, a window, um, uh, would be in the 1040 window of, of like the map globally where the, the Christian influence is, is small um, to almost non-existent to the city that he's going to. But, um, so he's going to be with us to do a window on that Sunday morning. But more importantly, one of the ministries that the Lord has led Derek in is um, a, a deliverance ministry. And so um, all through the Gospels, um, you see Jesus uh, doing this and, and working in this way. All through the Gospels, he, you see him um, having encounters, um, uh, delivering people that are demonically possessed or, or under the influence or having um, uh, issues with, with that deal. Because listen, we say it all the time. The greatest realities are the spiritual realities, right? And so... Um, that, that's like, wow, what an introduction to Sunday's message. Talk about that, right? But um, so all through the, the, the Gospels, the first four books of the New Testament, you see Jesus working in these ways. And I just want to submit to you, that's part of the Gospel message is that of deliverance. Jesus said of himself, right, I've come to set the captive free. And so um, uh, you may say, well, we don't see that very often uh, in America. Um, there's been times where I've seen, I've been involved in those, those situations. Um, but uh, it, so it's real. And, and so he's, uh, the Lord has directed him in this, this area. And I loved, Robin and I met with him back in October, and we just talked a little bit about it. And, and, um, and Unfortunately, for many of us in this room, when we hear that topic, our mind doesn't go to Scripture. Our mind goes to Hollywood and how Hollywood portrays all of that. Very, you know, demonstrative and stuff. And that can happen, obviously, but, but that's not always how it works. And so he's just going to unpack some things on, during the Sunday school hour um, from 9 to 10 on the 29th. If that is of all of a, a, you know, an interest to you or, man, you know, my, maybe you're like, man, my, my neighbor, 
I know there's something going on there. He's, you know, um, and, and I want to pray for him. And uh, uh, so, uh, if you're, but I don't know how. So he's going to talk through some of that stuff because the area of the world that he's going to is full of, of worship of false gods and, and, and stuff. So it's very tangible, very real for him. So that's going to be happening the Sunday school hour on the 29th. And then he will um, step in and uh, be a part of our service and do a window. Um, and it'll be appropriate because that Sunday we're talking about bold in faith. And so it'll be good. Um, let's pray, all right? Father God, thank you for our time together. We thank you for your word and uh, the desire that we have for your presence. Lord, I pray for every one of us in this room, whether um, we've asked you uh, to be our Lord and Savior and, and uh, we're, we're followers of Jesus and maybe we've just done that or maybe we're here today and we've never done that or, or we're here, God, and we've, we did it 40 years ago. May it be all of our desires. Lord, I want to know you more. God, there's more to, to know of you. There's more ways that I can follow you wholeheartedly. So, God, I want to do that. Let that just burn within me, ignite something within me greater than myself, Lord God, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So this month we've been in this series. We started it last week. It's our theme for the year. The word is bold. And so last week we talked about being bold in prayer. Um, today I want to talk to you about being bold in faith. Next week we're going to talk about being bold in worship. And then as I already mentioned a few minutes ago, we'll be talking about bold in witness. And we're using the accounts or using primarily accounts from the book of Acts to walk through this series as the early church is launched into existence by the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and connected, and the church is connected in the vitality of prayer with one another, and they're passionately pursuing the presence of God. In fact, it says in Acts 2, they're gathering daily together to be together, and they're stepping into new frontiers of taking the gospel to unexplored places, if you will, of the land. And it's, it's exciting times for the early church. And as I was just thinking about this this week, I was like, man, how awesome would it have been to be able to walk with them and to experience some of that and to, to journey into those settings and journey into those situations with the apostles. And, and just to, I mean, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't, don't you wish sometimes you could like do Star Trek and like and they put you back there just for a little bit and then you can come back and get your, get your burger or whatever, right? And um, it's been incredible, exciting times. But then I stop and I think, well, man, God, I know that you're doing exciting things here in our time. Just in our church, you're doing exciting things. And I was just thinking about highlights of, of, uh, of this past year. And we've shared these a lot here lately. But, man, I was just thinking the other day, Lord, I'm so thankful because our church grew in 2022. I mean, numerically, we grew. There, there's new faces in here um, in this last year, and, and we're so excited about that. It was our, our best year ever in the, in the history of our church in giving to missions and, and investing in missions. I mean, I, I get excited about it. The life wall out in the foyer is fuller um, because people this last year have come to faith in Christ. The generosity of our church is just, like, incredible. As I think about what's been accomplished this past year, I'm just like, God, if I could high-five you right now, I would. Because it's so, so, I mean, I just sit back and I think, awesome. I think of just the outreaches, the locally that we've done. If you'd go into the, the conference room down the hallway and look on the bulletin board, it's full of thank you um, cards from, from different people, from, from schools and from the bus barn and from different people in our community just saying thank you for what you did in, in this outreach, this situation, and, and how this group touched my life. And, and I think about that, and I think, God, you're doing stuff. I think about word that I received from uh, our missionary, Bruce Ritpath, from uh, Bogota, Colombia, as he reached out to me at the end of the year and was like, you know what, the Sawacha Church, the church that you've been supporting, Pastor William, is, is doing good. It, it, you know, they, they, they had a difficult season with COVID and all that stuff just coming out of that, and, and, uh, but it's growing in health and it's becoming more and more self, uh, self-supporting, which is so exciting. But that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the body of LifePoint Church saying, you know what, collectively, we believe. And let's, let's do this stuff. Let's step towards this stuff. And so, 
That's just some of the things that I celebrate in 2022, but as I think about being bold in the coming year, and, and, uh, and I just want to share some goals with you for 2023. I won't go into a lot of detail with all of them, but, but um, we, we've been kind of just uh, talking amongst the elders, talking staff, talking just uh, in eye leads and stuff, and looking about what's coming, what's, hap- what's happened here in the last couple of years, but also what's going to be happening here in our, our community. And in order to reach people, and in order to reach the lost, we have to be willing to take bold steps. Right? And so um, we, we've talked about it. We've, you know, it's kind of been a long process um, sometimes because at one point we were going to start into it, then we pulled back. But, but we're, we met yesterday or Friday with um, an interior designer because we're, we're going to be moving into remodeling the foyer area, doing drastic changes to our foyer area, like blowing out walls, blowing up the floor. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. But um, just blowing out walls and opening up our foyer so that when you're walking down to the kids' area, you don't feel like you're going through the cattle barn. You know, you just look at each other, move a little bit, and go on. But, um, and we just want to open it up and, and create some environments where people can gather and hang out. And, and um, hopefully you won't stay out in the foyer, like, all the way through service. But if you do, it'll be a lot more comfortable than it is right now. But, um, and then moving down to the north end, just moving kids' areas around. Because our kids' areas, there's times where room 101 has had, like, 16 little toddlers in it during church. Let's pray for the teachers right now, right? And to, to expand and to move our nursery and toddler area down to the very north end of the building and um, move some things around and just make some adjustments. And, and so we're, we're walking towards that. In order for that to happen, one of the things that we have to do is the, uh, the, the pastors are going to become homeless, because we're going to blow out walls, we're going to move offices around, and so um, our parsonage is open, and so we're going, to, we're going to relocate offices over to the parsonages for a time. And, and we're going to office out of there, and, 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 and it's like, man, you know, um, like, we're going to use bedrooms for offices. We will not sleep, I promise you. And just make some, some classroom space over there because we need classroom space as well. And so we're changing some things around. We are, it's been three years now since our church has been on a, a missions trip. And so in 2023, we're, we're going back to Columbia in, in October. So we're going to be heading down there. I encourage you, if you're at all interested in that, um, uh, we'll have in a few weeks, first part of February, we'll have applications, if you will, um, out in uh, the foyer available and talk to you about the cost and all that stuff. But that's coming and it's going to be awesome. I love Columbia. I love our missionaries down there. Um, One of the things that uh, you look around this morning and, and the room's pretty full. And so with that, with the growth, that we're experiencing, you know, I, won't, I want to share the number that the, the, the pastoral staff at our pastor's retreat, prayer retreat a couple months ago uh, talked about, but some of you are like, oh, that can't happen. Impossible. And it's scary. It's, I mean, it's a bold number for 2023. You want to know? I, no, forget that move. No, so for 2023, we're, we're believing that, that at the end of, by December 2023, that, that we would be running 350 people. And some of you are like, but my aisle seats. You know what I mean? But, but listen, it's not about growing a big church. You know me well enough. I hope you know me well enough. It's not, it's not about that. It's about people coming to know Jesus and being discipled to follow after Jesus and to become like Jesus, right? At the end of the day, that's what it's about. That's why we're here. Come on. And with that comes water baptisms. I mean, the staff was like, let's believe for 52 water baptisms in 2023. We start today at least with one. You know, people being baptized with the Holy Spirit, life group, and all that stuff. Man, does it sound ambitious? Some of it sounds, man, does that sound audacious? 
you know, Steve, what are you going to do in, in December if we stand up? Are you going to stand up there if it doesn't happen? If we just run, you know, 200 at, at, uh, at the end of the year, are you going to stand up there and say, well, I guess I missed it? No. You know what I'm going to say? In 2024, we're going to believe for 375 people or whatever, you know, because God is about people. It's bold. I want to talk to you about bold and faith this morning. And, um, and, and I thought all the different ways I could go and some of the ways that I wanted to go this morning to preach like this, you know, this inspirational message of when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead or, or healed a, a blind man or, or something like just like big. But I want to get really practical this morning and, and really hopefully give you some ingredients so you and I can walk this thing out and, and how, how, what it would look like. And, and one of the things that I do every, I don't do it every morning, I, I should, but um, oftentimes during morning prayer, when I'm in prayer, I will open up my journal and I will just pray. I have a list of declarations. I, I think that I shared them with you last year, but they're up on the screen now. And these are my daily declarations that I believe for, that I ask the Lord for, to help me. Jesus is first in my life. I declare I exist to serve and glorify Him. I love people and believe the best about others. How many know sometimes that's challenging? Right? I'm a, di- I'm a disciple. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. I'm growing close to Christ every day. Because of Christ, my mind is clear, my body is strong, my faith is deeper, my, relationships, my, my relationship is sharper. I'm anointed, empowered, equipped, and called to reach people far from God. My words, thoughts, imaginations are under the power of Christ. I take all thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. I wake up with purpose, direction, and meaning every day of my life. And lastly, I declare that the world will be different and better because I serve Jesus today. Right? So, Our text today is coming from Acts chapter 11. Let me just give you some background as we go to the book of Acts this morning. Because in chapter 10, there's this shift that happens within the book of Acts. Up to that point, up to chapter 10, the gospel has been focused on the people of Jewish descent. It's been focused on the people in the land of Israel. And in Acts chapter 10, this awesome thing happens, and the gospel goes to the Gentiles. And it begins from there to to spread throughout the known world. And in Acts chapter 11, as you turn there, the very beginning of it recounts, um, recounts everything that happened in Acts chapter 10. It's like the author, did you, like, are you, you're wondering as you read the first part of Acts chapter 11, are you, you wonder, like, did, did Dr. Luke just have a moment of amnesia and forget that he just wrote everything that he just wrote in chapter 10 here at the beginning of chapter 11? Why does he repeat it? I think part of the reason is this, is God wants us to understand that the gospel is for everyone. And so this was big news to those of of Israel and and Jerusalem to, to, to know that the gospel had gone out beyond their borders. And God wants them to know, he wants to remind them, hey, if you didn't hear it the first time, I want you to hear it the second time. The gospel's for everyone. God wants to strengthen us to have a bold faith, so he tells it twice. In Acts chapter 11, he introduces us to a church in the town of Antioch. It was a great church. It was a church that that was reaching the world. It was a church that had prayer meetings. You read about them in Acts chapter 13. It, It had good teaching and preaching. Some of the best were there. And it was a church that sent people out to preach the gospel. And in the middle of that church is a man by the name of uh, Barnabas. And from his life, we can learn some powerful things, some powerful ingredients, if you will, about being bold in faith, no matter what your personality is. 
Because some of us in this room are like, man, I'm a, you know, I'm a quiet person. I'm a, a quiet personality. That's okay. That's how I am. Some of you laugh. But really, in, in like a group setting, I'm fine just sitting down in a room with you in a group of people and not saying a word. I'm just comfortable with that. That's how I'm wired. So some of us that are more just relaxed, it's for us. For those of you that are wired like a little bit more 220, it's for you. doesn't matter your personality type or, or background. God wants you to be bold in faith. And when you look at Acts chapter 11, you quickly see two characteristics about Barnabas. You see this, that he was a good, one, a good man. Acts chapter 11 verse 24 tells us that, that he's a good man. And that he was full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And that's a whole other message right there that I won't take time to go there. But today I want us to see seven characteristics I think I put up there. But I think a better word is ingredients from his life that strengthened the church, that, that it should be each of one of our desires. Listen, if you're a follower of Jesus, this should be a desire within your heart. That, that you would be full of the Spirit and faith. That being bold in faith is a part of our everyday life. That really, truly, that the world would be better today because you serve Jesus. And so let me give you seven ingredients in having a bold faith. And... Um, and again, I think I, I changed, I put characteristics when I was doing this um, the other day, but I, I, ingredients is a better word. Because I want this to be super practical for you and I and walking out a faith that engages one another, but also engages the world. First thing that we see within his life, having a bold faith, is that he cared about others. See, a bold faith sees needs and responds to them. In Acts chapter 11, verse 19, it says this, Now those who had been scattered by the persecution in connection with Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, telling the message only to Jews. Some of them, however, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. And the result of that is that this healthy church's birth that is impacting not only Antioch, but impacts the globe. In verse 22, we read this, News of this reached the ears of the church in Jerusalem. And so they sent Barnabas to Antioch. Now I want you to think about this real quick. The church is, the headquarters is in Jerusalem, right? Peter is there, and James is there, and Matthew is there, and, and all, the, all the, 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 the 12 apostles are there. They could have sent anybody to Antioch, and they sent Barnabas. Why? I think part of it is that he had a reputation for caring for people. Not to say that the others didn't, but he, he was known for that. He had a reputation for calling out of them what God had placed within them. And you see, you see this early on in, 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 uh, as he enters here into Acts chapter 11. You see it because of how he handled the Apostle Paul. When the others were quick to, didn't want to invite uh, Paul, who was at that time called Silas or uh, Saul, because of his reputation, it was Barnabas that said, "Hey, man, come with me. Come, come, be with us." And he invited this man that had a reputation for for taking out uh, believers and and persecuting the church. Barnabas was like, "Hey, come hang with us." He cares about people. Barnabas was the one that said, "Paul is more valuable than my fears." I'm stepping to him. Who believed Paul, who, who believed that Paul changed more than anybody was Barnabas. And so he brings them to meet the other apostles. In Acts chapter 4, you have this uh, uh, report of Barnabas and his care for other people. You see him selling a field, right? He, whatever the need was pops up, and Barnabas is like, hey, man, I got some property. I'll sell it and give it to that. And, and to, meet the, to meet a need can require faith, right? It can require bold faith to, to meet needs, to step out and, and do something. I mean, I think of stories that, that Robin and I have of when God, we felt like God was asking us to do something, and so we did it, and we saw God move. I think of stories across this room of God asking you to do something, 
and you stepping out and doing it. I, I was uh, mindful of a story that uh, Aurora shared with me last summer during the, the, the seven-week summer stretch that we did. And, and, and as we we're talking about paying off the, the rest of the mortgage, and they, they felt like they responded to what God had asked them to do. And a number um, was a big number for them. And they stepped out in faith to do that, only to be me, uh, met at work the following day or within days and and opening up your your check stub for the week and seeing that wait 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 there's something wrong with my check stub there's more money on my check stub than what i thought and only to receive a to 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 receive a bonus that was unexpected and how god honors faith when you make yourself available god is going to give you opportunity to step out in faith to meet needs to encourage people to welcome people whatever it may be and barnabas was willing to love and care for people when he didn't know the end result. I mean, right? He didn't know the end result. If I open up, invite Paul into my, my home, if I invite Silas in, or Saul into my home, I don't know what's going to happen to me. He may take me out. He may bring his friends along with him, and I'm going to get stoned. When we care about people, we don't worry about ourselves. We don't worry about our personality type. I'm not wired that way. Um, we don't worry about our needs. We keep our eyes on the Lord and see through His eyes. Again, that the world would be a better place because you served Jesus and you walk in faith today. Look at another ingredient that can lead to a bold faith. Secondly, He served where there was a need. Verse 22, news of of this reached the ears of the church at Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. And they asked him to go. And so he goes, right? He didn't say, well, man, let me, let me think about it, and I'll get back to you. He didn't say, well, you know the weather, it's really hot, and I don't like to sweat, and I know if I, if I have to walk there, I'm going to sweat. Or, or you, they're expecting snow, and, and man, I just want to stay here and make snow angels in, in an igloo because I love snow. And they don't, it doesn't snow in Antioch. He doesn't make any excuses. He just says, okay, I'll go. There was a need. And he was asked to meet that need, so he did. When someone is bold in faith, there is a willingness to meet needs. The Spirit is always wanting to send us to help and to minister to people, right? And I think about that. I think about some of you and your willingness to jump in and do just that. I mean, I could tell story after story that's represented within this room this morning of individuals just doing that. But the question then becomes, what happens when we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and, we're, and we step out in faith, a bold faith? You know what happens? Three things real quick. You will be in the presence of God when you do that. You'll have access to the power of God when you do that. And third, you'll experience the blessing of God. Man, I have never once regretted in my life when God asked me to do something, to step out in faith and, and, and do some whatever it was, I have never once regretted going, man, I wish I would have never done that. Man, that was stupid. God, what were you thinking? Let me tell you. Let me help you, Right? Never once, instead I was like, oh man, that was so scary. But man, I saw God work in a powerful way. I saw God bless in a powerful way. I knew God more in that moment than I, would, I knew him before that moment. I think that when you say yes to God, we have to, we have to understand this, that when we say yes to God, that is what avail that's what's available to you. That power, that access, that blessing, that presence. And, and um, let me just illustrate it this way, if I can. If I, I didn't ask Robin if I could use her as an illustration, but I often don't, and then I, we talk. Um, but let me, let me illustrate it this way, all right? Robin, I mean, she's an incredible um, uh, I have no problem saying that I married up and knowing that I married up, right? I, as it says, man, I outkicked the coverage on that one. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about this week, just laughing about it. Remember the, the old TV show, the, the Jeffersons, right? 
Man, I was like thinking this week, man, that should I should have played that at my at my wedding. Because that's how it is, right? Moving on up. But anyway, um, but, but, but all that to say, uh, man, she lives by this principle, man. I, she sees a need and she fills it. That, that's how she's wired. Sometimes it gets her in trouble because then she's like, I have too many cups going on right now. What do I do? But, but let me just tell you a story to illustrate this, this, this thought. When we um, uh, moved to Goodland, to pastor in Goodland, we were... We were young, and, and um, she had led worship as the, the lead singer uh, at our previous two churches that we were at. But um, when we moved there, man, we were so excited. We, you know, we didn't know anything. It just, we just thought it was all going to be easy. And only to find about, I don't know, two months later after we got there that, that the, the husband and wife that were um, leading worship uh, quit. So we were like, what do we do now, you know? And, um, and... And can I have a true confession with you? I'm just going to be honest with you, all right? There's sometimes where you go, oh, stink. Sometimes you're like, I'm kind of excited about that news. Because our worship time, it opened up like this, all right? You know, remember that song, Come, Now is the Time to Worship, right? It's kind of upbeat, you know, come, now is the time to worship. And you're like, Steve, stop singing, um, <laughs> right? But it's like upbeat. Man, man, we did it like a dirge. Come. Now is the time to worship, right? I mean, it was bad. It was bad. And, but but um, they, they stepped away, and uh, it, was, it was a good thing that they stepped away. Um, but there's more to that story. But anyway, um, and so Robin, like, that week, she's like, well, what are we going to do? And I'm like, I can, I can lead in worship. She's like, no, you can't. And, um, and she's like, well, I guess I'll do it. And uh, she's like, you know, um, Derek, the guy that's going to be with us in two weeks, we did a mission, uh, we took our youth on a mission trip down to Mexico. We drove down there from uh, uh, the Springfield, Missouri area down to Mission, Texas. And, um, and so Derek uh, brought his little portable keyboard, you know, and so he's in the back of the van, you know, playing the keyboard, and, and Robin uh, jumps back and is like, hey, teach me some things. And so come, going down to Mexico, coming back from Mexico, they're in the back of the van, and, and Derek is teaching Robin how to, how to play the, the keyboards. And so Robin's like, hey, I learned how to play the keyboards on a mission trip to Mexico. I'll try. And we're like, all right. And um, so she dove in. And she's, her words that first Sunday morning was like, all right, y'all, I've never done this. We're going to go for it. Man, it was so awesome. It was so good. And, and she stepped in, and, and two months later, about two months later, within a window of three or four months, man, she, she had, um, you know, she was leading from the piano. She would brought a lady that was playing the organ. There, we had a, a, a guy started playing acoustic guitar and, and a young eighth grader um, that uh, uh, bought through working the, the field, working harvest and stuff. He'd saved up money and he brought in his electric um, drum set. And so, man, she had built a whole band within a matter of like three months. We went from dirge to like, woo! It was awesome. But the whole point is, is there was a need and she said Yes. And what happens when you follow the leading of God? And even when it calls you to step boldly in faith, you will be in the presence of God. You'll have access to the power of God. And you'll experience the blessing of God. What, watch what God will do. Number three, he saw the grace of God in an imperfect church. Verse 23, when he arrived and he saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad. Because he saw the grace of God, he was able to look past the shortcomings of man. I mean, hopefully when you walk into this place, may it be within our heart every Sunday, no matter how familiar we are with this place or how unfamiliar we are with this place, that we look around and we see the evidence of the grace of God and we are glad. Even if you're having a bad morning, 
How many know, right? I mean, you, you think about this, and you, you think about this early church, you, you know that it wasn't a perfect church. I mean, Antioch was messy. It was pagan. And, and we know there's no perfect church because there's no perfect people, right? And if, they, and if you ever find a perfect church, do not go there because you'll ruin it. I love you. I'm telling you the truth. What you do is, is this, man, I sense the presence of God in that place. The gra- his grace is evident, and because His grace is evident, I'm in. I'm not looking for perfection, I'm looking for direction. And a church that is doing its best to please their Heavenly Father. And Barnabas goes to this pagan city with a lot of junk in it, and I mean, we, we have to believe, and I know we, we want to believe that all of us are just perfect. But we have to believe that just because people are coming to faith, um, they don't have it all together. And we can't believe that there's no problems anymore, right? Again, because you're here this morning, we know there's problems. I'm here. I know there's Follow me for a few days. Be like, a boy has problems. But he sees beyond the imperfections and sees God working. What do you do? Let me ask you this. What do you, what do you see when you look at the church? You know what? You see what you want to see. Right? I mean, I see a, a church that is willing to take anyone in and walk through, walk with them through the mess. I see it happen on Wednesday night in this room as students come in and they're struggling with diff- different stuff. And I see our youth leaders, I see our students befriend them love them, maybe not agree with their decisions or, or what they're doing, but, but saying, hey, man, you are welcome in this place. Because I believe this, that if you rub up, a Je- up against Jesus enough, you're going to be changed. If our lives are one of being bold in faith, then our life will give an account to the grace of God. Meaning this, man, we, we don't rip someone or something apart just because we can. When we do that, we're, we're operating the flesh. When we walk in faith, it's going to build your life and you will see God working in a greater level. I promise you that. Let me talk to you about number four. Because I want us to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. Number four, we encourage, he encouraged people. Verse 23, when he arrived and saw the evidence of the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. What brings Barnabas joy? What causes him to be an encourager? It's that he's able to celebrate the goodness of God in the lives of other people, right? His real name is Joseph. The apostles changed his name to Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. And you see him wearing that title well throughout the book of Acts. As I've already mentioned, in Acts chapter 4, he sold a piece of property, not so that he could go buy a Jeep, but so that he could go meet needs. He encouraged Paul, a man who was feared by the church and brought Paul in under his wing. He encouraged John Mark. We'll talk about that situation in a little bit. And the result is people are coming to faith. Be bold in your faith. VI encouraging people. How do you encourage? Man, in coming weeks as we launch life groups here, get plugged into a life group. You're like, ah, oh, you know, I know my Bible really well. There's nothing I can know, learn at a, at a life group. Don't go for what you can learn. Learn. Go for what you can give. 
Speak into people. Encourage people. Pray for people. Man, when you, you know, when you come to church, greet people warmly. Man, I'm so glad you're here today. I know you're, you could be a thousand other places, to, but you're here, and we're here together. I'm so glad you're here. Get to know someone's name. As we, as we grow, <laughs> be willing to give up your aisle seat. Some of you are like, no. Fifth ingredient, he made room for young leaders. Verse 25, so Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year, they met with the church and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians, meaning little Christ. In other words, one who acts like Jesus. Right? That, that's a definition of a Christian. One who acts like Jesus, not one, well, because I'm an American, like I used to think. Well, I'm an American, therefore I'm a Christian. That's not the, the, the mindset in our culture anymore. But if you would have asked me when I was in high school, are you American? you going to heaven? I mean, are you a Christian? you going to heaven? Yeah. Why? Because I'm an American and I go to church on holidays. That's not a Christian. A Christian is a little Christ, one who acts like Jesus, right? Anyway, Barnabas shows up in Antioch and sent, he's sent by the apostles. And maybe he's thinking, man, it's my time. Finally, I don't have to sit in the, the shadow of Peter or James or, or Mark or any of them. It's my time. I get to lead this thing. But instead of maneuvering for position or status, he goes and he looks for the Apostle Paul. He had to know that Paul was one of the sharpest minds of his day. He had to know that Paul was a great preacher. He had to know that Paul was, was driven. I mean, he was type A. He was a, a leader. He was, he was the one that could get things done. But instead of maneuvering for position or status, he goes and he looks for the apostle Paul. And he brings him. And he knows that really Paul probably knows the Word of God better than he knows the Word of God. And Barnabas is okay with that. And he's okay with playing second fiddle to Paul. He's okay with the back seat, if you will. Paul's light, as you walk through the rest of the book of Acts and through the rest of the, 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 bio, the New Testament, Paul's light would shine brighter than his. He would be more well-known than him. Let me ask you a question. How would you handle that? And probably a better question is, is do you and I have that mindset? I'm okay with that. Verse 2 of Acts chapter 13, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So they go on this missionary journey and, and watch what happens. In verse 7 of uh, Acts 13, the proconsul, an intelligent man, sent for Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elimus, a sorcerer, for that's what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. Verse 9, then Paul, or excuse me, Saul, who's called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elimus and said, you are a child of the devil, an enemy of everything that is right, and you are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Can't you just see Paul just like, you know, just like going after him, right? Just intense. All kinds of deceit and trickery. You will never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord. And Barnabas is there, and, and in, in my mind, I can just hear Barnabas going, that's not very encouraging, Paul. <laughs> I mean, whoa. Verse 11, Now the hand of the Lord is against you. and You are going to be blind, and for, the, and for a time you will be unable to see the light of the sun. Immediately mist and, mist and darkness came over him, and he groped about seeking someone to lead him by the hand. I mean, clearly Paul's an intense person. Very direct, 
It's not wrong to be direct, obviously. But man, he just, he just, he didn't hold anything back, did he? And my point is, whether you're a Paul or a Barnabas, we all communicate in different ways. And our communication isn't always perfect. If you're married, say amen. (laughs) And the point is, God uses imperfect people. God uses broken people. But what is the result of this interaction, verse 12, when the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed, for he was amazed at the teaching of the Lord. Look at what is next. It's interesting to me. Verse 13, from Paphos, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga in Pamphylia, where John left them to return to Jerusalem. Did you catch it? We've gone from Barnabas and Paul. Later on, we're going to see it becomes Paul and Barnabas. But here, now it's just Paul and his companions. Barnabas isn't even mentioned. Verse 42, And Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, and the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. Verse 46, Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, we had to speak the word of God to you first since you reject it and did not, uh, do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life. Now we turn to the Gentiles. Barnabas, from here on out, continues to put Paul first. And he's okay with that. He's about promoting people even if they have a different style than him. And the whole idea is this. And, um, the younger generations are going to do it different than you and I do it. Their, their styles may be a little bit different, and that's okay. The things that I want us to be as a cheerleader, whether you're young or old, is that we would be known for being, man, we would be the best cheerleaders of one another and what God is calling and what God is asking each and every one of us to do in this place. That we would raise someone up even if they do it differently, even if they say it differently, then you would say it. Because you're like, man, I want to be about building this kingdom and advancing the faith. Number six, he was patient with the failure of others. I mean, you know, how, how gracious are we with people's shortcomings? How quick are you willing to write someone off because of failure's or because of positions they may hold. And, and sometimes, if we're in the right mood, we may want to do that quick, right? Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 says, Brothers, he's talking to believers here, if someone is caught in sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. And he says, but watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. I mean, there's this call to a bold faith that that we would love people, that we would encourage people, that life is messy. People are messy. People fall short of expectations, and when they fall short, there's that gap of frustration that we've all encountered. And here is an example in Paul's life of relationships lived out for us, Barnabas doing this. In verse 13 of Acts 13, from Pampos, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga in Pamphylia, where John left them to return to Jerusalem. That doesn't sound like a big deal. I mean, he went home. And you could just gloss over that and go on. But it doesn't sound like a big deal until you get to chapter 15 and and you find out that really Paul lets the cat out of the bag, if you will, on his feelings about John Mark. In verse 36 of Acts 15, we read this. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them. But Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had had deserted them in Pamphylia and and had not continued with them in the work. 
Verse 39, they had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, and Paul, but Paul took, uh, chose Silas and left and commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. What happens to this relationship? You read about it later on when Paul writes Timothy. Paul says this to Timothy, send John Mark for he's useful to me. How can that happen? You know, it, it, it can happen because someone is willing to come along someone, beside someone like Barnabas was with, with, uh, with uh, Mark, John Mark, and put his arm around, with, uh, around him and say, hey man, you, you probably feel pretty beat up right now. I get that. But I want you to know, God has a calling on you. God believes in you. And yeah, you may be a, you may be a mama's boy and you might want to go home and see mom real quick and that, that's okay. But I want you to know, God has his hand upon you. He's not done with you. And he has a calling for you. And we're going we're gonna to walk together. So we'll go back to Jerusalem for a bit and we'll hang out there, but then we're going. John's like, all right, let's go. Paul it may have felt like Paul pushed him away. Barnabas puts his arm around him. And the whole idea is this, in a bold faith, calls things out of people. Mark, I believe in you. Mark, you, you may have let fear get the best of you in that situation, but I want you to know God's hand is still upon you. God's calling is still upon you. God still believes in you. Come on, Mark. Come on, Mark. Get back in the fight. Lastly, being bold in faith involves this. He respected prophetic words. Verse 27, if the worship team would come. Acts 11, verse 27. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them named Agabus stood up and, and through the Spirit predicted that a severe family, famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. Verse 29, the disciples, each according to his ability, decided to provide help for the brothers living in Judea. This they did, sending their gift to, their, to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. They heeded and they responded to the leading and voice of the Spirit. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1, or, or chapter 14, verse 1. He said this, Pursue love and eagerly desire the gift of prophecy. Listen, God speaks to us through his word. True? God speaks to our heart. Steve, you need to do this. He, uh, during prayer this morning, God spoke something very specific to me. So I wrote it down. Um, God speaks to our heart. True? But he also speaks through spiritual gifts. True? Nowhere in Scripture do you find the gifts ended when the, the ministry of the apostles ended. It's not there. Spiritual gifts are just as a part of today or should be a part of today in the ministry of the, of the body of Christ today as they were with the apostles. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19 says this, Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. But test everything. I mean, just because someone says, let's say it the Lord, doesn't mean it's let's say it the Lord. It could be, let's say it my emotions. It could be, let's say it my intentions. It could be, let's say it my, my, my desires. And so you and I test everything. And how do you test it? The, the first filter is the Word of God. Your second filter is get some godly counsel, some people around you. Hold fast 
to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. I don't have time this morning to, to go into further discussion about prophecy, but it's clear that the, the early church and its leaders believe that God spoke through the body of Christ to one another. That, that, that you and I can become mouthpieces for Almighty God. Unless we think um, I'll just say it this way. That should be a humbling thing. And a thing that we're not careless with to say I feel like the Lord has said this that's a big thing right and I think it would be wise for all of us so I could just give you a pastoral moment because God does prompt I had someone today give me something hey, I at prayer the other morning I felt like the Lord um, wanted me to share this with I gave it having my Bible and, and, and I'm just like pray it Lord yes Lord please but but, but it's a weighty thing. And I don't say this to put fear in any of us because God wants to use you. And, and I'm so thankful for the grace of God. And we need to extend grace to one another. Right? But, but I guess be careful to use the term the Lord has said. It's a weighty thing. It's a true thing. The Lord does speak through us, but it's a weighty thing. And, and we've just been through the a season, at least in the church in America, where there was a lot of, lot of quote-unquote prophecies given that caused a lot of um, casualty, if I can just use that word. Because they, it wasn't prophecy. It wasn't from the Lord. Um, and, and so the Lord speaks. There's, we're accountable to what he speaks or how he may speak through us. But in that, let's heed the words that the Holy Spirit imp- inspired Paul to write in Philipp- or 1 Corinthians 14.1. Man, Pursue love, but eagerly desire the gift of prophecy. And here's why. Because the words that you speak to somebody can be life if they're from the Lord. Right? And sometimes you don't even have to say, let's say it the Lord. Sometimes God just prompts you to say something to somebody and you say it and it's like you see change start falling off of somebody. You see like the lostness of hope within their eyes. Suddenly there's a spark of but God. Father God, this morning we're talking about being bold in faith and talked about ingredients that help foster such a lifestyle God that when we when we walk these things out it, it really positions us to have opportunities to step into people's lives and declare freedom in Christ life in Christ hope in Christ the power of Christ the word of Christ to people and God I pray that as we step into just a time of response, a time of reflecting, a time of listening to you, a time of worshiping you, Lord. That you would help us. If I could get the elders and your spouses to come if you're available. Just position yourself across here. You may be here today and maybe the Lord has spoke to, prompted you already with something. Man, bold in faith. I feel like I need to step out in faith in this area. 
It could be generosity. It could be faith. It could be being a witness. It could be healing. It could be a relationship situation. It could be responding to the Spirit's leading. And, and um, that's where you need to step out in faith. And I encourage you during this time of worship to step towards that. Maybe it's being bold in faith in, in your declaration that, you know what, I, I want to believe for God for something in, in 2023 that, that, that is just resonating within me and, and I just want agreement in prayer. I, I'm going to come forward and ask these guys, these individuals to, to pray for me. Faith to receive. I want to receive that which Christ has promised or God Christ has made available. Maybe it's just faith to move. I know what God's asked me to do. I just need the guts to move. Maybe that's that's where you're at. How many know? That's where you're at. That's okay. But move. Father, as we step to worship now, and step to an opportunity to respond to what you've been speaking to us during these moments, God, I pray that um, we would do so. If there's anyone here this morning that their step of faith needs to be stepping towards you to receive the incredible gift of salvation and forgiveness of sin that they could be in right relationship with you from now through all of eternity. God, may they take that bold step of faith and come and ask one of one of these couples up here to pray for them. God, I pray in Jesus' name. Church, would you stand me with me? We're have plenty of time. Let's step and worship and boldly come before the throne of God. If you need prayer for anything, please come. This concludes the teaching. Thank you for listening, and we hope you can join us for next Sunday's service with Pastor Steve Raines.